This is Coach Donovan Patterson coming at you with Love and War. This is the podcast to help you learn and apply the principles, practices, and sciences to loving yourself in the deepest way you can experience. And then taking that self-love into any conflict, any battle, or any endeavor that you need to go through to get all the beautiful things that you desire in life. Because when you learn love first, success will follow. All right, welcome to another early episode in the installment of the Love and War podcast. Starting off, or one of the one of the themes that I, I want to start the series or the the string of episodes with, is I really was trying to do a lot of engagement and reading with people in a similar stage of life to me. So that's in that millennial age between twenty two to thirty five. Things that obviously not only that we experience, but things that are universal to some in some sense. The themes of the podcast go with thoughts to emotions to actions to realities. So today we're talking about mentality, but we're talking about why do we feel stuck? You could wrap it in a number of different ways. You could say it in a number of different ways. Why do I feel stuck? Why am I not acting? Why do I feel like I'm not making progress? Any any series of words that you want, go ahead and apply it. But the commonality that connects it all is the thoughts that you might have may not be serving you. So I really love to dive deeply into every individual's concept of success because it's 100% subjective. I like to look at things from different angles. I like to challenge things that people never thought to question because it's either just how they always done something. It's just how they grew up and the people around them thought or acted or behaved. It's always important and it's a very essential part to mastering yourself, managing yourself to become increasingly aware of everything. Question everything. Questions are the keys to unlock so many things. Why do I do this? Why do they do that? Why is this normal to me? Why is it not normal to other people? Take the driver's seat in your life and start to get really engaged with who you are and why you are the way you are. So taking it back to why do I feel stuck? Why am I not taking action? Now, what's really powerful about the essence or the theme of love and war, the coaching model that I'm using, is that it involves and is built on an insane amount of self-transparency. In contrast to most people's concept of, of a battle or a fight or taking on a deep concept, something that makes you uncomfortable, that openness, that transparency, that, con- that component of love is essential. And I do, so I do that with my clients. I do that with my family member and my friends. I try to make sure that it, as, as I'm communicating, I'm trying to be open, honest, and transparent in the way I present myself. So I want to make sure that I'm doing that today. And objectively, when I take a look at my life, I can't say I've been anything but blessed. I come from a good household. I feel like I was able to learn a lot of healthy habits. I got out of my childhood without an insane amount of scarring. And the older I get, the more conversations I have, the more that I get to learn people and different types of people, I, I strongly get to see that that's not the case in the reality for most of us, whether we acknowledge it or not. I had a lot of opportunities to really want things in life. And because of that, I've had really big wins and I've had really big disappointments as well. 
I've experienced what it was like to be insanely passionate, to have truly made an impact in people's lives through that passion, through those desires. And from that, to be a leader in the spaces and the communities that, that I was in. And I say that to mean I've had a lot of opportunities and every external reason that you could imagine to always be taking action and feel like I'm the poster child for feeling stuck as much as anyone. So even though I've had those, those opportunities to see it differently, just like most people that we come into contact with, we have those moments. So it's normal and it's something that we should not only know how to deal with, but we should expect it. It comes with the season. In addition to that, so that not just me imagining, but I've worked with people who are brilliant, who have a lot of skill, who are insanely strong, insanely smart, insanely skilled or talented in, in specific arts and crafts. And I've seen them get stuck as well. Maybe for something that seems really simple or linear to me, but it, it has that effect that I've seen in myself. Stuck. If you've never heard it before, this is the school of refusing to beat yourself up. So I gave all that background, not just to say that it's normal, but I'm always going to emphasize the point that it does you no service to kick your own ass. It serves no purpose. And I'm not saying that you can't be constructively critical of yourself. I'm not saying that others cannot give you constructive criticism. Really, we have no control over other people, so they can do whatever they desire to do. That's not up to us. But as far as you, don't beat yourself up about things. See things, make changes, adjust as you feel like you need to, but waste absolutely no energy and learn how to start using less energy beating yourself up over things. And now if you're saying, duh, that's really obvious, it's really plain and simple, I already knew that, then that's awesome and that's amazing. But I want to stop you and add, did you know that there's a way to stop you from continuing to do it if you already do? Because a lot of us understand these things logically, but when we have to put it into practice or when the opportunity comes to put it into practice, we get stuck again. Or just because we're not aware of the fact that we have the power to do anything about it, it kind of continues to run our life. So to anyone out there that's ever taken the Myers-Briggs personality assessment, I'm an INFP. So that's introvert, intuitive, feeling, perceiving. I'm essentially, for the sake of this podcast, I'm a, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that type person? And simple example that I, I think everybody can kind of understand, go to the movie theater Get your ticket, you're about to go back. The person tells you, have a good, or enjoy the movie. You tell them you too. And they're not going to go see a movie. There was really no point to say that. You feel kind of goofy. Da, 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 da. That's a small example. But people still experience that and beat themselves up over that. Through maybe the first beginning of the film. Even though it doesn't matter. So let's take the same thing, same theme into something a little bit deeper. A little bit more significant. So for me personally, after I graduated from university, um, this was in Columbia, Missouri, the University of Missouri. I moved away and my family's from the Midwest. Graduated, got a job, moved away from all my family. 
from the network that I worked really hard to build over the course of four years in a pursuit of a new experience. Something different, took on a different industry, took on a different culture, living in South Florida. And that first year had a lot of opportunities for me to question my decisions, feel like I might have made the wrong call and was letting either people down, letting myself down, throwing potential that I had in those other areas that I built in, built up away. The reality of processing it that way was available to me. In the same way that deciding to see it as an opportunity to grow or to become more adaptable, to always remind myself that where I am is exactly where I'm supposed to be. That was available to me as well. It took me, at certain times, it took me a little bit more energy. It took me a little bit more decisive action to keep that front of mind. I did have days where I felt like it was harder to wake up. I did have days where it felt like when the sun started to go down, the night would kind of wrap around me like a, like a wet blanket that I just couldn't shake off. But again, where I was was where I was supposed to be. And I know others can experience that, be at that particular stage, and get stuck at that point. Being aware that they're feeling a certain way that they don't like, that they're feeling negative, that they're feeling a lot of sadness, that they're feeling a level of depression, strong negative feelings. Being aware of it is where a lot of people stop. And then that concept in their head that, well, I do feel this way, but I should be happy, I should be thankful, I should be grateful, is where you start to go wrong. Because then you start to try to strong arm your emotions into that desirable thing. I should be happy. I should be content. I should be ecstatic, even though you're not. You never really take the time to just let yourself experience what you're actually experiencing. You're just trying to contort yourself, contort your emotions into what you quote unquote think is ideal. So essentially what that important piece that's missing is acceptance, that transparency and that vulnerability, not with anyone else, but with yourself. Asking yourself, where am I at right now? Accepting the answer that you get and being brave and courageous enough to let yourself, just let yourself experience any emotion because you believe that you're stronger than that emotion. And that's the essence of love and war. Again, I had a lot of times, just by the nature of who I am, I've had a lot of times where negative self-talk would really, really consume me, really, really cover me up. But in my life, I've been more blessed than I deserve, and I've been able to have those amazing opportunities, build relationships with people across different walks of life, and see, one, that I'm not alone in it, and two, that there's a way to change it. So I want to go into some of those things. I want to go into some of those realities. Three, just three today, just three. So the first reason that people can get stuck, or the second reason, sorry, the second reason that you can get stuck is that you don't have muscle memory. And then there's the process to learning a new habit. It's interesting when you think about coaching in general, 
when you think about physical coaching, sports coaching, you can see that. You can always look at it and see if someone's getting stronger, getting better, getting faster. But you can't look at somebody and see if they've been doing the work on themselves mentally. You can start to get a feel for it, get a vibe for it. But it's not as instant as seeing somebody's ripped, athletic, etc. Essentially, this theme, this part of this conversation is where the boxing coach in me starts to come out. Again, if you if you didn't know, I had a deeper experience in boxing coaching. I got to box when I was younger. The themes of boxing and martial arts really heavily influence the coaching model that I use and that I bring to the people that I work with. But even with that, the understanding that you need to deploy a lot of love to let yourself be where you're at. Then once you've done the work of that, you have to go to war. That's where the conflict can be because you're crafting a new pattern for yourself. And what we don't realize is that every day, whether we're conscious of it or not, aware of it or not, we are creating patterns. We are reinforcing or breaking down patterns. If you go home and watch Netflix every day after work, you are building the habit of pulling it into the driveway, getting out the car, going up the steps, getting the keys, turning the door, getting inside, sitting in the couch, turning on the TV, watching, sitting till the sun goes down, falling asleep, waking up, going to work, doing it all over again. We all can do things with our eyes closed. We all can do things where our brain gets shut off. That might be, unfortunately, one of those things. So if you want to break an old habit, you got to start to learn how to replace it with something new. How do we do that? Part of this model, like an exercise regimen, is literally drills, learning to drill something. There is some of it that that can be given or told, but really having ownership, creating it for yourself is insanely important. So as an example, say I have a pattern of doing what I mentioned before, coming home, end up on Netflix, do it till I go to sleep, wake up and go to work. First, I got to identify that that's not First, I have to be honest about that's what I've been doing. Then I got to identify the fact that I want to create a different pattern, change it. And then I have to be open enough to, to decide that I want to disrupt the pattern that I have. So how might I do that? The moment I walk into the door, I made up in my head, maybe the night before, before, before the decision has to happen, I made my mind up before. Then when I walk in the door, I'm going to immediately just drop and do five push-ups, no matter what. Breaking the pattern of getting in, decompressing, and doing nothing on the spot, every day. It's so simple, it's so easy that you can never say that you can't do it, yet it's so impactful that it can literally break, begin to break down that pattern. Now, that's not the end of it. You have to decide what you want to do after it. But those small wins are what can start to snowball into the bigger wins that we want to experience. Start small. Start small. Form habits and let them be your masters. Discipline and practice is really, even though we don't always consider it to be this way, discipline and practice is the greatest freedom that you can ever experience. So whether you're after self-mastery just for your own sake, or to go out into the world and build a business, climb the corporate ladder in your career. You need to become an emotional Olympian. 
like those coaching that the coaching model I mentioned before with athletes, you can see it on the outside. Understand that there's something going on inside of you as well that can be just that is just, if not more, moldable and influential. So that's the second thing. The third component for today is the reality that you may not have any compassion for yourself right now. You just might not have compassion for yourself. And so what do I mean by that? I want you to think of a time where you had a close friend or family member that was going through something, something serious, but in front of you. When they were really torn up about something, about an event in their life, they were blaming themselves, they were in a rut, whatever it was, they were just stuck in a certain situation. So then either by chance or intentionally, they came to you and then you, show, you gave them something back. You showed them, you picked them up. I'm not saying you necessarily babied them, but you put out your hand to help them to make it easier to get off the ground. Because that's what friends do. That's what family members do. That's what loved ones do for people. You try to make the weight lighter for their benefit. So some people do it in different ways. Sometimes there's tough love. Sometimes there's, there is that more motherly or receptive or emotionally receptive love, but you're trying to achieve, you're trying to help them get out of it. So now my question to you is, why do you not show yourself that same energy when you are going through those difficult times or when you are going through those deep lows? This is before any technique that we talk about. This is without any emotional Olympic feats. This is just grace and understanding. Why don't you show yourself that grace and that understanding that seems so much more easily and readily available for others? Really, when we look into it, a lot of us do the opposite. We find the harshest words we can give ourselves. We find the most nagging issues to bring up. We pick a fight with ourselves instead. So instead of being there to help lift yourself up, you, you go at odds with yourself. And I don't know about necessarily anyone, everyone that's listening, but I know for me, sometimes I surprise, I can surprise myself with, with what my own negative self-talk can come up with at times. And which is why, again, personally, it's been so important to learn techniques in a very deep way to deploy against certain things when they happen, emotions when they start to come up to really start to gain control take back control. One of those things that I learned that I started to put into practice is when I'm at odds with myself, when that opportunity for negative self-talk might be there to change the dynamic, gaining the ability to step outside of yourself, look at yourself from a third person perspective. See yourself not necessarily just as you are, but something that I've put into practice is see myself as a, young, a younger person, as a young child. The purpose or the reason for that is because it's, there's a certain level of transparency and openness that you can have when you're talking to someone younger. They don't understand all the complexity of the world. 
you don't want to berate them. You don't want to hurt them or put them down, crush them. It's a way where you can soften the dialogue inside of yourself. The second thing outside of that is learning to go to war with your own negative self-talk. I'm not talking about literally a firefight inside of your head where you have a voice that's talking down at you and then you say some stuff back because it's all you. And that's a war you're not going to win. But what I'm talking about is having a bit of a consequence for that negative habit that is unpleasant, but not creating a habit that's self-depreciating. So an example, if you start to, as you are improving your awareness in your own mind, if you can start to see yourself forming negative thoughts towards yourself, every time you catch yourself engaging in it, you got to put down everything you're doing and run a lap around your house. Just one. Every second bad thought that you might have or catch yourself saying you have to cash app your best friend $10 on the spot. See how fast that habit might change. So with all these things, remember, emotions are the emotions that you want, the experience that you want to have, the reality or the perception that you want to see around you is available to you. You just have to learn how to do it. So some of the things that we mentioned today or some of the things that we got to talk about today are opportunities to just start to get the reps, just start to get the practice. Pick one, experiment with it. See if it works for you. Try to get better at it. Again, become an emotional Olympian. Because it's possible. And you don't have to be at a professional athlete level to start. But you got to start to get to that level. But anyway, this is Donovan Patterson coming at you with Love and War. I don't always like y'all, but I do always love y'all. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you for checking out the podcast. You can search Love and War on social media if you're looking for more content to help end self-suffering for successful people and turn it into profitable action. If you enjoyed the podcast, consider leaving a review. Because I might not always like y'all, but I do always love y'all. So I want to hear what you think. But until next time.